0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast, powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. I'm the co-founder of Ignite DA, as well as the editor-in-chief for DrBicuspid.com. And whether you found us through DrBicuspid, Google Play, iTunes, or Stitcher, we're really glad you're here. Glad to be talking to uh, a new friend, shall I say, in in New Jersey. Uh, We're going to be talking about dental airway issues uh, and things like that today, and that is Dr. Jessica Weddle. Dr. Weddle, how are you today?
1: I'm fine. Thanks for having me here, Kevin.
0: Hey, so glad to have you on. Would you just take a moment to introduce yourself to our audience?
1: Oh, sure. Um, I'm a general dentist uh, in New Jersey, as you mentioned, and I really uh, just run a family practice, but recently um, I've developed more of a dental sleep medicine and airway kind of twist to my practice. So so they're, we're kind of unique in that respect. Um, but really, I, I like to take care of the whole person. Um, and in taking care of the whole person as a patient, uh, we take care of their whole family. And I think that a lot of the things as a dentist, a lot of the things that we take care of are lifestyle issues. And that's why we not only look at the person, but we also look at the family because a lot of the lifestyle... Um, really translates into, well, what is the family doing? So,
0: And if I remember right, one of the reasons that you really made this transition was something very personal to you, right?
1: Yes, it is. Um, so I actually, I initially got into all of this because I was studying TMJ issues because I suffer from TMJ um, discomfort. So in, in dealing with TMJ, I kind of found out that there's a relationship between TMJ and and sleep and how you're sleeping and how you're breathing while you're sleeping. And then from there, I've kind of realized that, you know, okay, I have this issue. um, And then I tried to fix it, which was great. So that's the TMJ realm. And then that's the adult sleep medicine realm. And then when I had my son 13 years ago, he's 13 um, now. So when I had my son, it kind of changed a little bit because he wasn't sleeping at all. And then I dove into this world of pediatric airway um, and sleep management and because of my son and really what happened to my son um, because he wasn't sleeping affected the whole family. And so that's kind of what made me realize that, you know, what we're dealing with as dentists, as healthcare providers, isn't just affecting one person. The patient in our chair, but it's also affecting the whole family because our lifestyle really changed um, when my son was born and he wasn't sleeping. So it's everybody affected. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I have I have no doubt about that. Well, you know, you said that your your practice kind of morphed, and I know a lot of dentists have and team members have heard about incorporating sleep apnea, incorporating sleep dentistry into the practice. But they kind of go, uh, you know, and they're not even sure how to start that process. How did you do it? And how did you succeed at it?
1: Um, it was it was a lot of heartache. It was a lot of trial and error, actually. And when I was thinking about this, so I, I dance as a hobby and I was saying that our general dental practice is kind of like a well-oiled machine. You know, all of us know what we are what we're supposed to do. The assistants are supposed to do one thing, the hygienists another, the dentist another. And it's like this great dance that we that we perform every day and you know we know the timings of everybody and we know when in the appointment time does a dentist come into the hygiene room you know things like that so it's this beautiful dance and I was saying it's like somebody doing a ballet piece and then all of a sudden you insert a hip-hop piece so it's like <laughs> you can't even figure out what what where everything is and you don't know where the assistant's come in or the hygienist comes in and then where the, the dentists come in, it was very difficult. Um, so the more I incorporated dental sleep medicine um, in my practice, the more I realized that we're running two different tempos, a ballet dance <laughs> in one end and then a hip hop dance in the other end. So it, in, in the practice, the really the way I was able to put it together and really make it successful was to train the team um without the team and without them knowing every ins and outs of what we do, um, it wasn't really possible for me to have a successful practice.
0: So, well, tell me about bringing the team on board. I mean, did is this just something you came in one day and said, hey, I want to do this? Or did you bring them along on the journey and planning as well?
1: Well, I was lucky in that respect with my team because um, a lot, and I think you'll find that a lot of dentists... Uh, have the same. Um, a lot of our patients and a lot of our team members have TMJ issues. And, you know, a lot of our team members maybe would know of a family member that might be affected by airway issues, um, but maybe they might have it too. So the first thing I did was, you know, we took a we took a course as a team um, and I, they knew my challenges with my son. So they knew what was going on. Um, and they knew why I was so passionate about it, because I needed to fi- figure out what's going on in order to help our lives. So, you know, when when I kind of started taking CE courses, I brought them along. And then the first thing you do is you, you screen your staff. <laughs> and then when okay. I screened my staff, it was like everybody had something. So, so they were all on board and, you know, either they had it or their child had it, or had some part of it. And then everybody was on board once they realized that, you know, what we see in the teeth, the crowding, the TMJ, um, biting of the tongue, mouth breathing, all of that stuff are all related Mm -hmm. and it all has to do with airway.
0: And, And has it been something that, I mean, obviously your team has to know what to do in the dance, as you were saying, But obviously, this is a big thing, I'm assuming, with patient communication, uh, you know, a lot of that issue. How do you start talking to patients about it, and how do you get your team to do the same thing?
1: Well, my biggest mistake, (laughs) I'm going to start with my mistake. (laughs) My biggest mistake was I was so excited about it that I would talk everybody's ear off um, about it. So when I see something and it seemed like they would have an issue, I would just kind of regurgitate. It's like this whole ah, uh, um, all this floodgate of information would open, um, and I found that that was actually really ineffective. Um, so nowadays, what I do is, you know, we there we screen our patients. We have questionnaires, and I actually tried out in the beginning when I took a course there you know, I was told screen everybody. So I included those screening questionnaires in my form, um, which is great, but it was long. So um, we didn't, we, we lost interest of the patients. And if we added in a sea of forms, it was just like, well, it's another form and I'm just going to fill it out willy nilly. And they tried to fill it as quickly as possible. They didn't take it seriously. So now I have just one or two questions in our, in our sheet, um, but really it's my hygienists who screen our patients, um, and the hygienists are the ones that initiate the conversation because they start to look at the signs. There are a lot of dental signs um, that would make us suspicious that somebody might be at risk for airway issues. So then the hygienists are the ones that screen it. They're in the dental chair. It's more from a point of education and information gathering. So once we see that there are signs and symptoms, then we ask a patient, how is your sleep? And then we just be quiet because 9 times out of 10 it's like a whole long story drawn out about how they can't sleep well and all the things that they've tried and they've, you know, tried nasal things and they've tried anti-snoring things and then you find out that they're not in their bedroom anymore. So a lot of a lot of things like that.
0: Okay. And and I've got to ask, what role does the assistant play in this?
1: The assistants, um, they really do play a big role in terms of the data gathering. Um, So there's a lot of data that needs to be gathered because it's not just teeth that we're looking at. We're looking at teeth, um, we're looking at medical history, we're looking at, you know, for kids, we're looking at um, nutrition and what they're eating. Uh, ENT things so all the records gathering um, are, are from the assistant standpoint that's that's the role that they play and you know they take photos and they're so important because these kids are growing and they're changing so quickly but just like any dental procedure at the end of somewhere during the procedure or at the end of the procedure the doctor leaves. And then the parent turns to the dental right. assistant <laughs> and like, what do you think
0: <laughs> exactly i agree
1: <laughs> you know so if the dental assistants like they play a key role because they really are in the mouth with the dentist so they can understand everything that we're seeing not just what we're seeing but we're very tactile as dentists and nobody really can can be in our shoes as much as the dental assistant because they're working right alongside us. So they can feel everything that we're feeling and we know what's what a normal tongue is. We know what an active gagger is. You know, we know, you know, somebody might say, oh, I have an overactive gag reflex. And then we're like, yeah, not really.
0: <laughs> no,
1: <you don't. laughs> or somebody says, you know, I, I really can. And then we we understand because we we can see it. Um yeah. so and we know if somebody's a mouth breather because our mirrors get fogged. Um You know, and there's very little liquid in the mouth and they're kind of wanting to get up, rinse a lot of times because they can't breathe with the liquid in there. So, yeah, so I I think the assistants play a key role in in kind of just giving confidence that the office is is, uh, an expert at doing this and that they know what they're doing. Uh, But also it's just, you know, conversations with the patients and the parent in terms of allowing them to understand better what their situation is.
0: So Dr. Weddle, I have to ask, what did COVID-19 do for your practice as well as the airway side of your practice?
1: So COVID-19 is really, really scary because you know we are in New Jersey, so we're one of the hardest hit States. Um, Fortunately for the dentists here, we were given a choice by our governor. You know, we didn't have to shut down, um, but we were able to see emergency patients. Our mandate was to get patients um, off the emergency room. You know, we didn't want dental emergencies going to the emergency room. So we were able to open. But, you know, with those emergencies and also people fearful of being out, our office was unprecedentedly slow. It was just, it's, you know, again, nobody has ever experienced anything like this. Um, so in our office, it was actually really unique because we had an offering. We were able to do a lot of telemedicine services because a lot of the emergency, um, patients have to do with TMJ and sleep. So our TMJ and sleep, so our dental practice kind of went down a lot and then our TMJ sleep kind of skyrocketed Mm -hmm. during this time because, number one emergency during our time is tmj issues everybody was stressed they were clenching um, you know they were grinding and you know that's that causes pain and then that's an emergency so we were able to handle and manage that um, and the second thing is uh not sleeping um, and people with their CPAP machines, and they're concerned about aerosolizing things. So, you know, we, we were able to handle those patients in those emergencies. So it was actually very, very good in our situation that we had this airway um, and TMJ component to our practice, because although our general dental practice went down, we were able to gain some kind of procedures and some kind of production um, and also help our patients in a really meaningful way, um, you know, with the airway and sleep. And then you know, with the aerosolization, you know, when once we got the go ahead to see patients um, electively, a lot of our patients that we saw actually were not aerosol generating procedures yet. They were a lot of the airway patients, um, pediatric airway patients that we were doing some kind of expansion, biofunctional therapy, on. So none of them generated. Um, aerosols and it allowed my staff and myself to really ease into the dental practice. Um, You know, because initially we haven't been out, um, and we don't know what's going on, and we didn't really have the equipment because they were all back ordered. They're just starting to get delivered now, so now we have it, um, but in the beginning, a month or so ago, we had all of these patients backlogged from airway and sleep that we were able to accommodate and see, so we got them out of our schedule so that now that we have the equipment, we're able to do the aerosol-generating procedures um, without having to worry about putting in non-aerosol-generating procedures because we got we got that Um, Taken care of already.
0: Nice, very.
1: It was good. It was good in in all respects from the practice standpoint, from a practice health standpoint, taking care of our patients' health standpoint, and also taking care of our staff and our dental assistants and our hygienists, because you know, again, the concern of aerosolization was high, and we didn't have the protective equipment. So,
0: well, it certainly sounds like lemonade out of lemons. So, uh, very nice, very nice job on your part with that. Um, so I, I I'm also must ask, I know a lot of people will be listening to this and go, okay, what advice would you have if they want to get started or if they want this to be a part of their treatment mix for the rest of 2020, what would you advise?
1: So the advice is that, you know, really look and see because every dental office has patients like this. In the beginning, when I first started, I didn't advertise anything. We got no new patients and our sleep and TMD. Um, patient pool came from our own patients, and we were inundated. Um, so to start getting um, educated as to what to look for, um, there are some videos uh, out there. There's a lot of videos, but I know in our uh, YouTube site ASAP ASAP Pathway, um, uh, we have a YouTube uh, channel. Um, there are some quick things to look for. There um, and we also have a website if you want to learn more um, about
0: have it. Yeah, about it. Please go ahead.
1: Um, yeah, so we have a mentorship program. It's a study club actually for dentists um, and a mentorship program, and it's unique so that we can really incorporate and implement airway and TMD um, for the pediatric population um, in the practice. So a lot of times, you know, we we learn. Um, information, but it's hard to take that information and apply it into our own unique general practices. So that is the biggest challenge for myself and my, my partners, Stacy Ochoa and Tracy Wen. Um, the three of us, when we learned all of this, we're just like, okay, well, we have all this information. Now what? We can't apply it in our practice. And we all have different practices. So the three of us kind of just started talking and then we tested things. And a year and a half of this kind of culminated into this study club um, and mentorship program, because we know that without implementing it into the actual practice, then there's really no value to the information.
0: Well, I know that uh, you're a success story with putting it into your practice and navigating through all the landmines and everything else to go along with putting it in there. So give them, give them one more time how they can find out more about you or, or what you offer.
1: Um, the website is ASAP Pathway. So that's A-S-A-P pathway.com. Great.
0: Well,
1: so ASAP means airway, uh, stands for airway, sleep, and pediatrics.
0: I like it. There you go. Good afternoon well and a great talk dr well thank you so much for your time i really do appreciate it and uh, i wouldn't mind uh, catching up with you later in the year to kind of see how things are going after we kind of navigate through all this uh craziness right now
1: yeah for sure that would be great kevin i really appreciate that
0: well and thanks to all of you for listening we really do appreciate that whether you found us through dr by Cuspid, google play itunes stitcher make sure you subscribe to the dental system nation we always try to bring on Relevant guests with relevant topics that are not only going to help dental assistants have a better day and career, but also going to help them understand what's going on in the industry around them. But for now, Kevin Henry, co-founder of Ignite DA and editor-in-chief for Dr. By Cuspid, signing off and wishing you a great day, great week, and great rest of the year ahead.